Hey, welcome to the Resolve Podcast, episode number 56. I'm Carly Tizano, a New Year's resolution coach obsessed with all things goal setting, personal development, coaching, and of course, resolutions. One of my biggest goals is to help you reach yours. I'm here to provide the tools, support, and inspiration you need to reach your goals this year and every year, and to feel supported every day along the way. Today, we are diving into a topic that is very near and dear to my heart. I have been an avid journaler for well over the last decade, and it is a habit and practice that I have not been able to shake, and I'm actually very glad of that because as you're going to hear in this episode, journaling is a very powerful tool, and not only can it help us achieve the things that we want, which is pretty exciting, but it in and of itself is incredibly rewarding in a variety of different ways. So I am very excited today to have on with us a journaling expert. Our guest today is Carla Carlston. Carla Carlston is a wife, mom, and entrepreneur holding it together with a lot of grace and self-compassion. After having her second baby, Carla found herself in the thick of postpartum depression and anxiety. She realized that postpartum mental health support was difficult to find and found herself seeking community and support. She began sharing her story with friends and family and desiring a way to help moms support their mental health. She created Jot Journals with that need in mind and then expanded it to a line of prompted journals for all ages. Carla is on a mission to teach the benefits of journaling, normalize mental health, and empower people of all ages to leave a legacy of healing through journal writing. I am so excited to dive into all of that with Carla on the podcast today. And so without further ado, here is my interview with Carla Carlston. Carla, thank you so much for coming to share on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Well, before we really dive into our topic today, can you share a little bit about you and everything that led you to where you are today? Yeah, so my name's Carla Carlston, and I'm a mom of three. I used to be a first grade teacher, and now I'm stay-at-home mom slash entrepreneur, and I just, I really struggled with postpartum depression in different forms after each one of my kids, even during one of my pregnancies, and so mm -hmm. I just have this passion for supporting mental health and speaking about it and not feeling the shame that surrounds it, you know, and so when my second baby was like six weeks old, or maybe he was a little bit older, but I started realizing that I was having postpartum depression symptoms. And I thought I was in the clear and I realized quickly I wasn't and I needed help. And so I started seeing my doctor and talking with him, but I also just kind of was brainstorming, like, what can I do to support my mental health? And one night during a 3am nursing session, I remember just sitting up feeling really alone and just really isolated and thinking like, man, I have to do all of this again tomorrow. And this is what I've dreamt about my whole life, mm -hmm. but it's really hard, way harder than I ever imagined and way lonelier too. And mm -hmm. I started thinking like, Hey, what are some things like I love to journal? I never have time to journal because I'm just so busy. I've got two kids, two and under at that point. It was just a lot. And so I decided, I started like brainstorming ideas for prompts that I could mm. do as frequently as I wanted, but like phrases that the prompts would be that would easily stick in my mind mm. and help me kind of create this more positive mindset. So I wrote down like highs and lows and magic moments. I could write down like the cute things my kids say and, you know, and then I also wanted to acknowledge the hard moments in each day too. So I made sure I wrote down like challenges I was having and mm. just allowing myself to realize like, it's okay. Not every day has to be perfect and to feel perfect. And so that's kind of how this business came to be. And it just really blossomed into this incredible business, but also this incredible community of mm -hmm. women 
being like, yes, I need a place to feel heard too. And thank you for providing a place where we can feel heard and uplifted through that. Yeah. What was the moment along the way when you realized I want to take this and expand it beyond just a personal practice? Like this is something that other people need to wanting to create that larger community. It was in that moment. Really? That wow. baby. I was, I was scrolling Instagram, <laughs> trying to stay awake and just like alert. And I just, all of it kind of came at once. And so I got off Instagram wow. and I pulled up my notes tab. Cause I remember having the thought of, I feel so lonely, but then the next thought was I cannot be the only one feeling this way. Mm-hmm. I, there's no way I'm the only woman sitting up regardless of if she has children or is what does it matter? Like I can't be the only woman struggling with my mental health. And I think that we need to remind each other that we're not alone. And so that's kind of what sparked it. And so I started jotting down ideas for a company name and that's how jot kind of came to be uh-huh. <laughs> because I thought it needs to be something that's quick and people know this can fit into my busy lifestyle. Mm. And so that's how that came to be. And going back even further in your life is journaling yeah. something you've always done since you were a kid or how did you initially get into journaling? Yeah. From as long as I can remember, I, once I learned to write, I had a mm. notebook with me and I was like, my family's big into board games and games. And we would all get together, big extended family at grandma's house. And I would be the one waiting for my turn. And I would pull out my notebook and just start writing. Oh. I wrote poems and short stories and thoughts and feelings. And everyone always made fun of me because I'd either be a book that I pulled out or a notepad <laughs> waiting for my turn for like Monopoly or whatever. And so I just was always writing and I do have notebooks filled with like my college years and my high school Mm. years. And I wasn't very consistent, but it's fun to look back kind of fun and kind of embarrassing. Oh yeah. (laughs) To look back because it's all about boys, you know, but yeah, it was, it's just something that I've always felt safety in writing. And I just feel like I can really get more in touch with myself when I write. That's beautiful. Well, and so that would be a way kind of that your relationship with journaling has really endured being able to express yourself on paper and process thoughts that way. Are there any ways that your relationship with journaling has changed? It's probably much less about boys now. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's much less about that. And so I feel like my relationship with journaling has was kind of always a place to like vent. And I always Mm. viewed it as a place like, okay, I need to journal. I'm really feeling a lot of like Mm-hmm. anxiety in my chest. I need to journal. And it's changed now that I've launched this business as it doesn't just have to be when you are stressed because I would go back and read my journals and be like, gosh, what was like good happening in right. my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I would glaze over those moments and really focus on the heart, mm-hmm. which there's nothing wrong with that. It's a great tool to release all that negative and built up energy. But I also really feel like it's changed where I really can focus on the positive as well as the negative and I can get the whole picture all in one sitting. Yeah, I think you're right. It's such a great externalization like of whatever it is you're feeling. But I love what you mentioned too, the way you've kind of designed the prompts that you work around allows you to incorporate both like what's hard and difficult and what are those big emotions that I'm processing and what is good and joyful because you're right. We don't want to look back just like on all the negative times in our life and the things that were hard and difficult. And sometimes that's good because we can see how far we've come and remember those difficult times and kind of empathize with our past selves for what she went through. But you're right. We also want to look back on the happy times and how we even realized then that we'd grown and the cute things that your kids said today. So it is beautiful to have both of those things externalized in journaling. Yeah. Okay. And then is keeping a diary different than journaling to you or are they the same thing? I'm, I just have to know. Yeah, I 
wondered about that too. I've researched a lot about journaling and I've asked like Google what the difference is, <laughs> you know, between a diary. And basically what I've realized and learned is that it's just a diary is something you go to every single day and you're kind of just like the dear diary, this happened today, this and that. Mm -hmm. And for me, journaling is more, you know, it could be every day. It can be more whatever works for you, but it's also just a place to not just like document the day to day, but the feelings that go with mm -hmm. it as well. So I don't know that there's a huge difference, but that's kind of what I've discovered. I mm. think it's also just depends on what you want to call it. To me, a diary always seems more like secretive, mm, you know, right. hidden under right, the, like the lock. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so I don't know that there's a huge difference, but that's kind of what I figured. Well, that's a helpful distinction because my next question has to do with what people actually journal about. So if we kind of take that categorization, we say like the diary is where you record what you do every day, which is fine. If you mm -hmm. want to do that with your time, then do that. But in the concept of journaling, most people sit down to journal. What is it that they're writing about? Yeah, typically it's the deeper thoughts that you keep all locked inside, Okay, right? Like the mm -hmm. feelings that sometimes you don't even know what you're like coming out until like you put pen to paper. That happens to me a lot where I will just start writing and it's almost like I start writing like this has been going on and then all the underneath hidden feelings just pour out. So I just think, I, I feel that a journal is just a lot more in-depth look into yourself on paper. That is a really interesting way to look at it. I know that there's generally for me, like I'll hit a certain point where like things kind of start to come together if I write long enough. And it's normally like a page and a half. If I've written like a page <laughs> and a half, things start to click and I'm like, oh, that goes back to that. So have you noticed that? Is there like an ideal amount of time or space or lines that you like to get out? Or is it just whatever you have time for? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know that I've thought of an ideal amount of time. I like to tell people like 10 to 15 minutes mm -hmm. is a good chunk. There's also another way to journal called like the morning pages. Mm -hmm. And they talk about like writing just three pages, right? When you get up in the morning, and just like writing, whatever comes out, you just keep writing it. And that's another great way. If you're feeling like you've got a lot to un unload, you know, that's mm -hmm. another great way to do that. Yeah, that is great. I've never done morning pages personally, but I know a lot of people who really yeah. swear by them. Yeah, I haven't done it either, but I keep meaning to because I'm mm -hmm. sure it will be so beneficial. So what is it? I have an idea and it comes back to why I don't do morning pages, but what <laughs> keeps most people from journaling? like journaling regularly or journaling at all, because it's something that I think most people would like to do. They want to have that record yeah. of their life and externalize their feelings, yeah. process through those things. So what holds people back? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's, I think over throughout my community, like building my Instagram community and talking to so many people, the two things that come to mind is they don't know what to write or they can't stay consistent. Those are the two things, okay. every single person that has been like, oh, I really want to journal, but I can't consistent or I just don't know what to write. I don't know what I'm supposed to write about, which is where the prompts came from, right? That's yeah. to help guide you. So. I think those are the two big hurdles that we all face, mm -hmm. like with whatever we're working on, like we, we can't find the time or we don't know where to start. And so it's kind of nice that your journal at least answers one of those questions. So yeah. what tips do you have to help people fill in that other gap of not being able to do it consistently or finding the time to sit down and fill out the great prompts that you have? Yeah. So that that's the hard part because it's all personal, right? Like it mm -hmm. really is based off of you and you're the only one who's going to actually be the one doing it. Yeah. But the tips that I give people for being consistent is to write a goal, like a specific and measurable goal 
related just to journaling. But before you even write the goal, it's important to go through your whole routine through the day and think of the two times in your day where you're most structured and it's most consistent. Like you do it every day. Every day I wake up, I brush my teeth. That's like the first couple of things I do, right? And so I tell people like, okay, and that, and think of like the part of your day that's the calmest too. So for me, the mornings are not calm. I've yeah. got little kids like crying and needing breakfast. So that's not, for me, that's not ideal unless I chose to woke up earlier, which is just not happening right yeah. now. So I also thought, okay, like all day I'm doing stuff. It's not super structured. So not during the day, but at night, once I put my kids to bed, I put my kids to bed with my husband and then he does kind of his own thing for a little bit. I help clean up the kitchen and then that that's like a trigger. So I tell people like find a trigger in your routine mm. that you do every single time and then think of that trigger and then put journaling right after it. Mm, and so help great. build it into mm. your habit that you already know muscle memory wise. So I clean up the kitchen and then I have my journal in a visible place in my kitchen. So it's not like up in my bedroom, you know, where I'm like going to be too right. lazy to walk upstairs and get it. It's right nearby. When I finish that part of my routine, I grab my journal if mm -hmm. I want to journal, I don't force myself to journal. I don't want to associate like negative emotions with right. it or like being forced. And so if I'm in the mood, then I grab my journal and I write. And if I'm not, then I just go sit with my husband and watch a show, you know? So mm -hmm. it's just kind of, but it's built right into my routine and it takes time, right? It takes time to build a habit, mm -hmm. but that has leaving it in somewhere visible and building it into your already set routine is really helpful. Mm, yeah, those are all great tips. And I think the one about not forcing yourself is just as important too, especially I think when you're getting started, like yeah. if you really want to journal every day, even if it's like the one sentence journal that mm -hmm. people do, like you may get to that point where you're like, okay, I'm going to buckle down even the days I don't feel like it. Like I'm going to get my one sentence down there, yeah. like going to the gym. Like that's the goal you're working on. You're probably going to get to the point where you want to get to the gym every day or yeah. however often. But at the beginning, you really do want to lean into, oh, I like this. I enjoy doing this. I'm doing this for a yeah. reason because that's where you really start to build your momentum, I think. Yeah, totally. And you posted a great reel the other day about the unexpected reason why journaling is so good for you that a lot of people don't really know. So I'm curious, what are some of those additional benefits besides getting those feelings out, processing, having these memories and mementos written down? Yeah. What are some of those more hidden or like less expected? Sure. Benefits? Yeah. I've done a ton of research trying to just be knowledgeable about mm -hmm. it. And I've been shocked to see it on like medical websites about how important journaling is like it can in that reel I think it said that it can heal wounds fast it can boost your immune system so it strengthens your immune system and your immune cells it can heal what is it, it like heals it can help with healing your liver function or mm. supporting your liver function it can improve blood pressure I mean it has tons of memory support too especially just like supporting your mental capacity but also just supporting your memory function it's journaling is incredible. It boosts your mood. There were so many physical health benefits too. the liver one. Oh, and it can, I think it's something about your lungs. There were just a few things where it was like, wow, I had no idea how good it could be for your body, your physical body and your mental health, both things yeah. it can help so, so much. And it's so interesting because normally we tie that kind of benefit to something physical. Well, I need to go for a walk or go for a run or go to the gym to have the mental and physical benefits. But to realize like you can sit at your kitchen table, maybe with yeah. a cup of your favorite tea and a journal and get a lot of the same benefits physically and emotionally. That's just so nice to have that other tool in our arsenal. 
Yeah. And I think too, like we live in such a tech savvy world and we're always on our phones or a device. So much is just being like shot at us all the time. And so I always think of how nice it must be for our brain to just sit and allow our brain to just pour out whatever it is that we need to with no distractions. Right. And it's so much easier where I'm like, man, I want to journal. I'm just going to like scroll Instagram so much easier. I get it. We've all been there where we just kind of want to numb out instead, but it really is beneficial for your body and your mind to just take that time of stillness and peace and just be still. I know. I think about that a lot during the day because I know on our phones, we have the the screen time app, but between that and like staring at a computer, doing work all day, staring at a TV when you're done with work at the evening, like it's amazing how little of our time is actually spent living life, like engaging with people face to face. I I think like the longest time I probably spend off screens is like getting ready in the morning or driving somewhere. Because other than that, it's always an option or you're intentionally having to do something on a screen. And so it is amazing to kind of get into like physical contact with a book or a piece of paper and a pen. And especially if all of those distractions are put aside to really engage like with your physical space and your physical body, putting physical words on physical paper. It is a really amazing experience in our modern world. Yeah, I agree. And I want to dive into some of your favorite journaling prompts for different moods or your favorite ones ever, ones you can do every day, ones that like you use more for reflection, like any and all of your favorite journaling prompts, I would love to hear. Yeah. The first one that comes to mind is highs and lows. I do that with my five-year-old almost every night. Mm -hmm. And it's just really interesting to sit down with myself or with her and just like, whoa, I didn't realize that was such a hard part of your day. And I think it's a great way to just reflect that you are a whole person and you have highs during your day and you have lows and it's okay that you had both and it's okay to acknowledge both. It doesn't just have to be like, Oh, this happened and it was wonderful. And let's forget about the other stuff. It's important to write about it all. So that one is probably my favorite. And that one stemmed from college. I had the best college roommates. We're all still good friends to this day. And for a chunk of time, we sat down every night that we were all home And we would go through like each other's highs and lows because we were so busy with everything else that we felt like we didn't get to see each other during the week. And it was a fun way to just get to know what was going on in that person's day and like how we could help them. And it just kind of became a practice that stuck with me. So when I created these journals, that was like the first one I knew had to be in all the journals, the kid ones, the teen ones, and the adult ones. That is such a good one too. And I imagine like the more regularly you do that, whether you wrote it down or not, just processing through it, I bet you would really start to see patterns. Like when I engage with that person, it's always the low part of my day. Or when I see that person, it's always a high or wow, I've really found food to be the high point of my day. Like a lot of days, just kind of really interesting things that you would not judge about yourself, but notice. I think that would be really enlightening. That's such a good point. Yeah, for sure. So there's that prompt. And then I love magic moments. That was another one that I just really love. And you don't have to have kids to make it, you know, relatable to you. Like I just did it as a mom. I was so drowning in like the laundry and the dishes and all of the things, the baby spit up the diapers. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to like cherish these little moments because I know how fast this is going to go. And so I put in the magic moment section just to really help me like just focus on those sweet moments throughout the day and things I didn't want to forget. And that one has been really popular with a lot of moms, which is so cute. And that one's great too, because it probably has you like looking to notice those things throughout the day to be like, oh, that's what I could put as my magic moment. Yeah. And Mm. that's why I wanted the prompts to have like really quick, concise phrasing 
Yeah. So it would be easy to do just that. Oh, that's a magic moment. Got it. And then sometimes I don't have my journal nearby, but I'll just write it down in my phone. And then when I have time to journal later, then I just transfer it really quick. And do you have any prompts that you use maybe more in kind of a long-term sense, like to assess where you are in life or where you want to go? Yeah. Well, I have a couple, I have affirmations, which I just think is important yeah. too. And I feel like those are always evolving. Some of them stay consistent and some of them are evolving as I evolve and as I change or based off of sometimes like they kind of coexist with the goals that I write for yeah. that day too. And so I guess goals and affirmations would be those. And then I added in a prompt in like my most recent release of journals called looking forward to. And I really like that one because that one's kind of the same. It's always evolving or sometimes it stays the same, but it just helps me to like press forward in my life, like to just keep going, keep the momentum going. Cause I always have something that I can look forward to no matter how big or small that. Yeah. Mm, that's a great one. And I like the idea of affirmations too, because affirmations to me, at least kind of have two sides. Some of them are things like that you very firmly believe and you're like repeating them to yourself as a mantra. And then there's the affirmations that you kind of repeat, like, cause you really want them to be true. So you're working yeah. on establishing and cultivating that belief. So that's such an important way, I think, to bring them into your consciousness to be like, what are those things I'm telling myself, both that I believe and that I want yeah. to believe whether for now or kind of going forward as I work on those things that I want. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And then you have your amazing journals. And then of course there's ones out there that are just like a bunch of lines and then there's yeah. bullet journals. How can people find the journal that is going to be the best fit for them? Or should they just get yours? Because I would, I them. mean, I'm biased, <laughs> but I also am a huge believer in finding the one that works for you. Yeah. Right. I couldn't find one that worked for me. So I made my own. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of just became this huge thing that I wasn't really planning on, but I'm so thankful for, but I love promptly journals. They're another really awesome company. And I will always recommend different companies because to me, it's not a competition. It's right. just like, there's no one size fits all journal. And so I love mine and I think they're great, but I also know that maybe people don't want the same prompt every time they write. And so mm -hmm. promptly is another awesome one because they have different prompts and they have different categories of journals. So they're great. There's like the one line a day journals, which are awesome. Or there's another podcast called three and 30. I don't know if you've heard of mm -hmm. them, but they're, she's amazing. And she released a journal called the flex of gold journal. And it's like a three-year journal. So it's like a one line wow. a day for three years. So every year you'll get to look back and be like, oh, last year I wrote this and mm -hmm. now I'm writing this. So that's a really cool way too. There are so many out there. I know there's like a big life journal for kids. There's just some really cool ones. So it just depends if you are the person who wants to write pages and pages, probably a blank journal is better for you. Or if you want different prompts every day, there's lots of journals like that. So when I was creating mine and mine are unique because they're repetitive prompts. So it is the same set of prompts every time you write with the hope that those prompts really stick in your mind yeah. and can be like part of your thought process throughout the day. So there's so many out there though. Well, and prompts are particularly good if you are one of those people, like you mentioned, who your hurdle is like, you don't know what to write because then yeah. having something that's blank is going to totally stall you out. You're not going to know yeah. what to do. And I okay. think you're right. It's so important to find even the ones that are right for our age and stage or our season of life. Mm -hmm. Cause I've kept a bullet journal for years, just like to keep lists and stuff. And it's yeah. not super fancy, but I kind of realized like it's a drag. I don't really enjoy filling it out, at least not lately. So I decided like next year, no bullet journal. I'm going to at least okay. take a break, if not put it down forever. And it's been so freeing. And I'm like kind of looking forward to next year when I'm not having to bullet journal. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. It was great for a while, but this next season, 
it's not going to be it. And that's such a good point that your seasons of life are going to change and your preferences are going to change mm-hmm. and your needs. And so, yeah, you just got to find the kind that will work for you. I'm the kind that just loves like beautiful notebooks, you know, and I know so many women are the same. Like they're so pretty, but then they don't end up writing in them. And so that was kind of another reason why I hoped that prompts would be helpful. So they're pretty, but they have something to guide you on the inside. Well, that's perfect. Cause that was going to be my next question. All of your journals are just so beautiful. They're Thank all so you. unique. I'm, everyone could find one that like, they're just yeah. drawn to. Can you just share a little bit about what that process is like of choosing, designing, putting oh, yeah. those covers out there? Yeah. So originally when I started this back in 2019, I just chose solid colors and they were beautiful, like gorgeous colors, but as I progressed and I have a designer that does the interior pages for me where I tell her exactly what I want and like how I want it. And she makes it all nice. And so, so she did that and she tried to design like a print for one of my youth journals or the teenage journals, but it just wasn't quite right. Like it sold, it was fine, but it wasn't quite what I was looking for. And then I had a mom friend that we like hang out with our kids all the time. And she posted on her Instagram, like some stories of just some watercolor she was doing one day. Mm. So cute. And I instantly reached out to her and I was like, Carly, you have got, will you do this? Will you design a journal cover for me? And she was like, Oh, are you sure you like it? And I was like, yes, please. And she has been incredible. And I love supporting her because she's a stay at home mom and she does this for fun. And then of course I pay her. And so it's just really fun for me to know that I'm supporting another mom another woman and it's something she loves and she's talented in. Mm -hmm. And so she has done, I think eight more, maybe more than eight covers for me now. Did she do Um, that peach one that you posted? Yes. That's hand watercolored. So beautiful. Yeah. So she did the original, there's like a polka dot one, some floral and the peaches that those were all, she did them by watercolor and then she scanned them. Anyways, those are gorgeous. And then we switched to digital because she got like a nice iPad and was able to kind of switch it up. And so her digital ones are gorgeous too. So it's been really fun to, to just see what she comes up with. So I basically like search Google images and I Mm. look for different ideas and patterns. I honestly search wallpaper that Mm. helps a lot. And then I never want to copy. So I just give her some different ideas. I'm like, let's tweak this shape, these colors, make it your own design. And she always does. And we just text back and forth or Marco Polo back and forth. Let's switch that. Let's fix this, tweak that. And then it just, it's there and it's done. So yeah, they're all beautiful. All the listeners need to, at the very least, they need to go look at all of the beautiful covers Thank because you. they are just stunning. Thank you. Okay. And then I want to move into the resolution round to talk a little bit about goals and goal setting and what that's like for you. So it sounds like you do set goals or resolutions. What's that process like for you? Yeah. I wish I was better at it. And I feel like I always have different goals that I'm working on in my head. I'm just trying to get better about writing them down. So Mm -hmm. I taught first grade and we would have to write specific goals and they always had to be specific and measurable. And so I've kind of applied that into my life. And that's, that's what, how goals should be. You can't just say, I want to go work out, right? If you're doing a health goal, I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to eat healthy. What does that mean? What does that look like? How many times a week are you going to measure your food? Are you going to do this? So you have to get really into the nitty gritty of it for it to be more doable for you. Mm -hmm. And that's been helpful for me. So I typically, I usually have a health goal that I'm working on, but I also know myself enough that I know that I will resist if I'm too, I don't even know what the right word is, but I will resist myself basically Mm. if I just put so much pressure on myself. And so I just have the goal of what I'm working towards, but I don't often give myself like an end date, at least for me personally. I know that works for lots of people, but 
for me, then I like freeze, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to know yourself and know how and when you're going to resist that goal. Cause everyone, you start off strong, right. And then you hit, like you get sick or you just kind of get bored with it. So it's important to kind of work in all those different factors. And then I also heard this recently about setting a goal or a habit is figuring out what it's going to look like on your worst day. And that was like huge for me being like, Oh, okay. So if I want to journal every day, as an example, which I've already figured out is not me. I like to journal yeah. a couple times a week, but say that as an example, I want to journal every day at this time of day for this many minutes, right? So that's very specific, very measurable. But then what is that going to look like on my really hard day? Mm-hmm. Like a really hard day where things just are awry and you know you haven't showered, all the things. And so that's when I would write like a backup goal almost or like a worst day mm-hmm. goal. And so on this day, I write one sentence you know, or I write it in my phone, like give myself some grace. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that helps. It's really powerful. I think to look at those obstacles because we know they're going to come. We can't anticipate, especially if it's something like journaling, which I think a lot of people like have tried before and then given up on. It's like, we know what the difficulties are going to be. And if it is something we want to do every day, or even if you're just like, I want to do this three nights a week. And now this is the night we're going to do it. And kid just threw a tantrum, but you still want to get around to doing it. What are you going to do in that moment? What do you want to do? Do you want to say, I'm going to be kinder to myself and not make myself do that because that is an option. Mm -hmm. But in the grand scheme of things and in most areas of our life, that's probably not what we're going to want to choose. So intentionally deciding otherwise, like how we are going to move through and keep taking action is so powerful. Yeah. And just preparing your mind. I think that's really powerful. If you can write it out, that worst mm-hmm. day goal, then your mind's like, okay, like I know what to do if this happens. Right. Cause otherwise the brain is like, oh no, this thing happened that we totally knew was going to happen, but it still feels so unexpected. So like we throw everything <laughs> out the window, but yeah, intentionally deciding, no, this is the plan that my non-panicked or upset self came up <laughs> with. We're going to stick with that instead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is a big goal or resolution that you set and completed and that you're really proud of yourself for? Oh, that's a good question. I've been thinking about that one. I think it's probably around my business yeah, and getting to certain numbers or certain like products that I wanted to put out at a certain time. So my first year in business, I had this vision in my head of, I want a journal for adults, but then I want a journal for children and youth. And I did it all within the first year Mm. of launching. And it was a lot of work. And I wouldn't say that I wrote like a specific goal for it. I just had it in my head. Like I need to get these all out this year. And so I think I did, I launched the adults in December and the children in February. And then the youth was, I think that like summer or Mm. spring, somewhere around there. So it was kind of like, boom, but that was my big goal was to get all of those out Mm. so that they were out in the world. And then I could tweak covers and things as I went, you know, as I launched more. So that was a goal that I was really proud of myself for accomplishing. Yeah. I think that's great too, because like you were talking about earlier, the first covers were plain they were beautiful and you loved them, but they were, they were plain. They didn't have designs. Right. And I think sometimes when we are starting a business or doing anything else, we can be like, well, I can't launch or put this out there until it's perfect or until I have the covers that I'm going to want to have forever or until my website has been professionally copywritten or whatever it may be. But Especially, I think when you can tap into the energy you had there, I want to get this out there. I want to help people give them this resource. That is such a powerful motivator, I think, and an easy way to kind of overcome all our hangups about it has to be perfect or better (laughs) before it it is released. So that is awesome that 
you accomplished that and definitely something to be proud of. Thank you. And what are you working on now? Yeah, I'm like the middle of releasing right now. So you got me at a good time. So I started with these journals, the original journals, and they have, it's called a perfect bound spine. So it's kind of like when you picture like a hardback book and it's not spiral and mine weren't hardback, but it's just got that straight spine. And then I switched to spiral because I just had the feeling and a lot of people were like, I wish it could lay like fully flat. And I totally get that. And so I saved that money and, you know, we worked it out and cause more expensive to do the spiral bound, but it's so worth it. Cause they're beautiful. And then I thought recently, I was like, I wish I had kind of like a sample journal, you know, mm-hmm. cause these ones are, these ones are 220 pages, these journals. And so they're a lot, they'll last you a long time, but I kind of wanted one where people are like, I just want to try it out for a little bit, see if this is a good fit. And so I switched not the adults yet, but I've done youth. And then I'm picking up the childhood journals next week, which is so excited, but they're just like the saddle stitch where it's stapled, Mm -hmm. but like nice, it looks nice. And there are a lot less pages. And so it's just a really good opportunity to practice for, I think it has 64 pages. So you cut that in half because they're repeating two pages repeating. So 32 entries Mm. for the youth and the childhood. And I'm really excited about those. They're going to be awesome stocking stuffers, just like perfect little slip it in. They're going to be a lot less expensive than the spiral, right? Mm -hmm. Because different materials being used. And I just think that will be good because then people could buy them in like a pack, right? All the cute grandmas that like, oh, I want this for my grandkid and they love it, but it adds up. And I totally get that. And a big big mission of mine is to make things affordable because I know we're like shoved all the time by this. Oh, look at this Mm -hmm. cool deal. And I was so nervous to get into the entrepreneur industry because of that. Cause I know Mm. what it's like to be the consumer of like, gosh, like she has this, I probably need that too, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to make things affordable and reasonable. And so this is just another way of me doing that. Like giving people like, here, try this for your kid. See if they like it. If they don't, like you didn't spend $23, you spent 12 or 10, whatever yeah. it ends up being. Well, and 32 entries is so great because it's like just a month. So you can even imagine like kids going to go stay with grandma for a month this summer. So she yeah. has that so that they can document their month there. Or if you're yeah. doing a month overseas, that's just such a, a perfect like bite-sized chunk. And even yeah. to say like, I'm going to get my kids to journal every day this month to see if that's something we want to integrate into a family practice. Yeah. That that's such a great size and a way to dip your toe in the water. So that's perfect. Yeah. I'm excited about it. They're really cute covers too. So I'm excited. (laughs) And then every week on the podcast, we encourage listeners to resolve to consider something or experiment with something or take some action. So what would you encourage listeners resolve to do? Yeah. I would encourage you to pick one day a week that you can reflect, whether that's typing on your phone, finding a journal to write in, but just pick one day a week. Think of like your less busy day. Like Sunday's a really good day. People are with their families a lot, you know, kind of more relaxed. So pick that day and then do what I said earlier, like going through kind of your routine for that day and finding your calmer time. And just one day a week, try journaling for one day a week for a month and just see what it does for you. That's great. And that's another bite-sized chunk. I love it. Yeah, I can do that. Okay. And then we have some confetti questions, which are just for fun. So we can get to know you a little bit better. What time do you get up? I get up around six 30 with the little ones, my little boy, my three-year-olds, my early riser, (laughs) (laughs) always one. And when do you do your best work at night? I'm a big night owl. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of, uh, yeah, which sucks when I have to wake up so early. (laughs) Right. I, I, yeah, 
I love working at night. Does it compete at all with your journaling time at night or you just like, you can fit both in? Yeah. So if I'm going to journal that night, I clean the kitchen, I journal and I only journal for about 10 minutes. I usually don't go longer. And if I want to, I do, but I try and cap it at 10. And then I hang out with my husband and he goes to bed really early because he wakes up really early. Okay. And then I stay up. Yeah. What is the best piece of advice you've been given? Oh man. I think back to this bridal shower I was at and it could be applied to anything in your life or any relationship, but she basically just said, what you allow is what will continue. Mm. And so I really, she gave the example of, okay, so if you are always taking out the trash, then your like spouse might just believe, okay, that's what you do. Like you're the trash person. So it just was interesting. You can apply that to any relationship yeah. or even to yourself. What you allow is what will continue. And you really do have the power in what you allow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with yourself, that's such an important perspective because it's so true. Yeah. What do you do to rest? I wish I could yeah. say I'm better at resting. <laughs> I love to watch shows. So I will work and then I like have the worst habit of laying in bed and watching like even 10 minutes of a show. I just mm. need like me okay. time Yeah, where I'm not working. I'm not trying to multitask. I'm just like, I can sit here for 10 minutes and watch a show, but I do that. I love to read. So that's a big one. Mostly right now my life is like audiobooks because yeah. I'm always doing stuff, but just, I love getting lost in a book. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. And then just being out in the sunshine. Like I grew up in California. So laying by the beach or a pool, that's like my ideal, a book and the beach or the yeah. pool. It's my ideal it. relaxation. <laughs> that sounds lovely. Especially as we like start edging into fall and winter now. I know. What is your favorite beverage? Diet Dr. Pepper with mm. sugar-free peach and vanilla cream. Wow. Fancy. <laughs> I love very it. Very specific. Yes. But, <laughs> but a favorite. Yeah. That's a favorite. <laughs> and favorite TV show? Well, I loved This Is Us. That was a big mm -hmm. one for me. Right now I'm watching Chicago Fire and I love that. I love like anything, you know, where they're rescuing people and yeah. <laughs> it's real life kind of scenarios. Yeah. Mm, okay. And what book has had the greatest impact on your life? I last year read the book, These Is My Words. Mm. It's what it's called. And that one, it was a journal entry book. Like it was from the perspective of a woman who wrote a journal entry all the time. And so you got to see her life through her journal. And I very highly recommend that book. Mm, that's very cool. I used to read growing up all the like American diary, dear America books. So I've always loved the kind of journal entry. Yeah. Style. So I yeah. haven't read one in years, but that's, that sounds like a great one. Yeah. What are you currently reading? I'm not, well, I guess I'm reading, I'm listening to salt of the sea. I love anything World War II, fic like okay. realistic fiction, but I'm not like really getting into it. So mm -hmm. I just finished, I think it was called All the Things We Cannot Say. That was another World War II. Mm -hmm. And I really loved that one. That was a really good book. And what is a win that you're currently celebrating that we can toast with you? Oh, I think the new journals that are coming yes. out is probably my win. Like just getting them quickly and coming in before the holidays. So it's like perfect timing. That's a big win. Yeah, that's very exciting. And then where can people go to find more information about you and your journals and all the amazing things you're doing? Yeah. So you can go to jotjournals.com. Jotjournals.com is our website and feel free to shop on there or send me a message and I'll give you a discount. And you can find me at jot underscore journals on Instagram. That's where I mostly am. Well, and you have so many great reels and posts and everything. So they should definitely <laughs> follow you there too. <laughs> yeah. I have fun on there. It's fun. <laughs> 
Well, thank you so much, Carla, for coming to share about your experience with journaling and how we can all journal more and better and make the most out of that practice that clearly has a lot of benefits for our mental and emotional and physical health. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been so great. And that's a wrap on my interview with Carla Carlson. I sincerely hope that you will take the resolve to from this message and that you will experiment with journaling, especially if it's not something that you've ever done before or have been able to stick with. Like we talked about today, you can make journaling be whatever it is you want it to be. And even down to the kind of journal that you use, when you find time to journal, what you want to journal about. There really is no right or wrong way to approach the practice, but I think it's impossible to deny that any or all of us want all of those benefits that Carla shared with us today, both physical and mentally, emotionally. All of those are things that I'm sure that we could benefit from. And in order to do that, all we have to do is put pen to paper and take some time for ourselves, express what we're thinking and feeling and experiencing. And Carla and I, I think, would both attest just to the power that journaling has had in our lives. And we want to share that with you too, especially if it's not something that you have yet experimented with or incorporated into your life. So definitely check out Carla's journals, at the very least, the beautiful covers. And if you need a place to start, her products are just amazing. So check those out and start a journaling practice. Take that time to process your life and your feelings. And in so doing, it is inevitable that you will become more and more the person that you most want to be. And with that, thanks for tuning into the Resolve Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Carly Tizano. I would love to connect with you. Don't forget to rate and review. It can really help other people find the show. And subscribe if you haven't already so that you don't miss another great episode next week. For the show notes or additional support in reaching your goals, check out carlytizano.com. Until next time, here's to all that lies ahead.